used to hang with black brothers and we used to smoke in Tsango together. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. That's just my past. So I learned to, even though I was indoctrinated, to be segregated. I learned to love and to cross racial lines and cultural lines. And so our church now is, is very multicultural because I think uh, people from other cultures that come to our church, they can see, hey, this Mlungu is sharp. <laughs> and they can see that I, I, I mean what I say. And so, so I, I love this country. Tabusa said, I love this country. I was born here. Uh, when I traveled to Ethiopia and to Ivory Coast and to Botswana, I uh, introduced myself as an African. I said, I'm an African. And they look at me and they say, I, I corner. <laughs> I am an African. I was born here. And I love this country. And I think, this is what my wife and I think, that we're going to spend the rest of our lives here in Africa. I think that. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go live anywhere else. I've just been to Australia. And I was very upset with uh, an interaction I had with someone in Australia. I told you about it. They said uh, to my son, who's young and he's having a child shortly, they said to my son, they said, you must, when you have your child, you must think about getting out of South Africa because there's no future for your children in South Africa. That is racist, isn't it? That is nonsense. Is there no future for our children? Is there no future for my grandchildren? I've got two grandchildren and another one coming in this country. Is there a future for them here? Yeah. Exactly. We, we, is there a future in politics, in government, or in Christ? In God. And so my future is here. And, uh, and God might change it, but please don't, don't criticize me if God speaks and says I must leave and go plant a church in somewhere else, but I don't think he will. I, I, I love this country, and I love God, the people in this country, and it's a privilege for me to be here. Privilege to be here. So I want to uh, share some thoughts with you. Uh, Tabisa did say it's an in introductory kind of uh, relationship that we're going to... Uh, you, you, you don't, most of you don't know me too well. I don't know you, so I just want to share something light from my heart, and hopefully this partnership will increase, and uh, we, can, we can help one another. And I've asked uh, Tabisa, I don't know if it's going to happen before you go on your trip, if you can come and visit our church. But we'll talk about that. If it, if, it's not, if it can't happen before, maybe it can happen after. And we would love to partner with you too. I've been uh, looking forward to this visit. But in um, introduction to the, um, the, the, the message I have today is uh, a few months ago, it was actually many months ago during COVID, uh, we op our church was open uh, because we felt the Lord told us to open it. And this, this man, this, this big man, he was a big guy. He's not from this country, he's from another country. And he came to our church for the first time and he said, uh, he asked if I can dedicate his child. And, uh, and I, said, I said, I don't really do that until I get to know you. Uh, you know, who are you? It's your first time here. Can we get to know you? And he said, I said, I only really dedicate children that are members in the church. And that's just a protection, just to... You know, people just use and abuse us at times. And I said, and he said, well, how can I become a member? So I said, well, it's your first visit here. And so let's get to know each other. And he got started to get angry with me in the, in the, in the foyer. And he said, why do you make it so difficult to become a member? I said, I'm not making it difficult, but I don't know you, sir. And this is my family. Can we get to know you? And I thought he was going to punch me. He was so cross with me. 
And uh, he said, well, I'm going to go and f- go back to my church. So I said to him, maybe that's a good idea, sir. Maybe go back to your... And I wasn't trying to be rude, but you, you don't behave like that, yeah. This is, this is the church. This is, this is the church I lead. And as Tabisa said, I'm the Archbishop of Four Ways. I'm soon to become the Archbishop of Cosmos City as well. Now, we don't, do, we don't do titles, okay? So just relax. We're only joking. We don't do titles. That's why he calls me Tony and I call him Tabiso. But I'm still the Archbishop. Everyone knows that. In four ways, everybody knows that in four ways. You ask them, who's the Archbishop? They say, Pansula. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about a heart attitude this, this afternoon. And I'm going to examine my heart and I'm asking you to examine your heart. Because there's a certain attitude <coughs> that we should embrace in the life of the church. And so I'm going to talk about something that might sound a bit strange because there's lots of ladies here. It's not just men here. But you know that the Bible talks about sons of God. You've heard that, you've read that before. When it talks about the sons of God, it's not talking about a, 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 a physical masculine man. It's not talking about, it's, a, the son of God is a, is a, is a position. Are you with me? It's a, it's a legal status. We are all sons and daughters. But if I could, if you could, if I, hopefully I don't confuse you here when I'm going to say, are you a son or a servant? Okay, so it's a position. It's an attitude. It's a way of thinking. Are you a son in God's house or are you a servant in God's house? And so, or are you a daughter? I could say son slash daughter. Are you a son or daughter in God's house, or are you a servant? And we're going to look at a few illustrations this, this afternoon. And so it says this in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. It says, although Paul, he's writing to Timothy, he says, although I hope to come to you soon, because they were separated that time, I'm writing, he wrote a letter, I'm writing these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. Can I say that again? You will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. There's a way that we function. There's a way that we behave. Amen? In God's house. Uh, And this man that that I shared that story with, he didn't understand the correct behavior. And I had to correct him and uh, rebuke him and discipline him a little bit there. So there's a way how we meet. The, the Bible is, is, is quite clear as to how we meet, uh, uh, what we should do. It warns us up against false teachers. It tells us how old men and young men, old women, young women should operate. It tells us who should lead. Now you know who leads. It's not archbishop and bishop and apostle and evangelist and prophet so-and-so. Who leads the church? Elders and their wives. I'm sure you've had that teaching from Tabiso. It's elders and shepherds. It's not some big man of God. People come to our church and they say, who's the Mfunisum Kulu? Or who's the, who's the senior pastor? Or who's the man of God? They, you, know what, you know what people come. I say, who, these are, they're all men of God. They're all, there's no, there's no Mkulu here. I'm a, I'm, I've got seven grandchildren, so I'm Mkulu in that way. But I'm not Mkulu in my, in my title, in my position. It's a, uh, we all, we all, the Bible tells us how we should operate. So we should respect Tabisha. I expect these people, these men and my wife that are with me, I expect them to respect me because I am Muruti. But should I not respect them too? 
Of course, yes. I respect them equally. They don't respect me more than I respect them. So the Bible is quite clear how we should function. I have a different role to, say, lead that's sitting here. I have a different role to him. I am the leader that leads the team, but that does make me more important than him. I'm not superior to him. I'm not more special to him. We, we, we both stand before Christ equal, but we just have different roles. It doesn't make me better. And I think we get that mixed up sometimes. We think that, you know, we see a man on TV and he's the, he's the man of God. He's anointed. He's a man called. And we, we can always bow down to him. We only bow down to one. That's Jesus Christ. We respect and, and, and honor and stuff like that. That's good. But we don't, we don't lift men of God up to a place where they shouldn't be. Am I right? Okay, that's a problem. It t- tells us how we should lead, what we should do. But then the Bible also tells us what attitude we should have. Um, Toby, so you said tomorrow are we going to use an interpreter? Okay, so, so, so that's fine. Are you, can you all understand this English? I'm trying, my, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Older people. Okay, there's some gogos, eh? And mkulus like me. Okay. So, so the Bible talks about what, what attitude we should have. What, what, what's our mindset? What's our heart attitude? And it talks about being, being sons and daughters. So are you a son and daughter in the house? Or are you... That's your identity. Or are you, are, you, are you a servant? You see, there's a difference between a daughter in the house. Um, or, you know, if, if you've got a daughter, I don't know if any of you have got a daughter or a son, and if you've got somebody that helps you in the house. There's a difference between the daughter and the son and the person that helps you in the house. It's, there's just a difference. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with hierarchy or, or, or specialness. It's just there's a difference. And I'll helpfully uh, show us that. This, 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 this afternoon. So it says this in Galatians chapter one, uh, 4 verse 1. So Paul again is writing to the church in Galatia. He says, what I'm saying is that as long as an heir is a child, he is, while he's a child, the one that's going to inherit, the, person that's, the, the, the child that's going to inherit from the family, as long as he's a child, he's no different from a servant. Although he owns the whole estate, he is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also we were children. We were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. See, that's where the son comes from. We, we're going to receive the full inheritance as sons and daughters, as it says there. It says, because you are sons... God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father, so you're no longer a slave, but a son or daughter. And since you're a son or daughter, God has made you an heir. We're going to inherit the blessings. Now, I've got two sons. Uh, one, their names are Mark and Daniel. And uh, they'll be my sons forever. Nothing can change the, the reality that they're my sons and I'm their father. Nothing can change that. And whatever I've uh, accumulated, whatever, I've got a car outside, I've got a house, I've got a bichan mali, I've got a little bit of money. Uh, whatever I've got, that, they're going to inherit that. I've put that in my will. I'm not going to give it to, to somebody who's not my child, unless God tells me to share it with them. But they're going to get the, the biggest part of the inheritance. Now, they don't have to fear the, the, their position. They don't have to say, I better, 
I must behave for my father because otherwise I might lose my sonship. My children, I want them to behave. I will discipline them and I used to discipline them. Uh, I never punish them because punishment is, is what Jesus took upon himself. God doesn't punish us when we're naughty. He'll discipline us because we're legitimate children. And so my children never have to fear that, that one day I will, I'll write them out of my inheritance or they will lose their sonship. They, my children. And we should have the same attitude. We should, ha- we, should be, uh, co- we should be assured of our salvation. I know, I know, I know that when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. I don't have to achieve anything. I don't have to earn it. I can't deserve it. If I, what it be, I, better, I must pray more. I must read more, I must give more, and then God will love me more. Do you think God will love me more if I pray more, give more, and, and, and read more? Will He love me more than He loves me now? I don't think so. I think God loves me, but it's good to pray. I want to, it's good to read your Bible, and it's good, of course, to tithe and to be generous. But we shouldn't fear our position because that's achieved by God. God's given us that position. That's our status. That's our identity. And, uh, and I think it's important that we... We live like that. So how are we motivated to serve God? Is it out of fear or is it out of love? Because we understand His love. And, then, and so, so serving is a function. Sonship or daughtership is a position. And uh, that's the attitude we should have. And so I want to look at the difference between sons and daughters and servants in God's house. Is that Okay. I just saw a gentleman walking now. I don't know what's, what jersey you got on there. I hope it's not uh, Man United. I also don't support Man United or Kaiser Chiefs or Pirates or Amazulu. Only Iminwe Pezul. Only. Just so you know. So we're only allowed in our church Sundowns and Liverpool supporters. Arsenal, Man United, there's the Dopuma. So I'm just saying, if you want to visit our church, don't dare wear Amakosi's shirt. <laughs> but you're welcome to visit. But if you come with a shirt, I'm going to chase you home. Is that okay, Kosinati? Is not okay. <laughs> Shame. It's poor, these poor guys that support uh, different teams. I always give them a hard time. Okay, so let's look at the difference between a son and a daughter and a servant in the house. Sons and daughters build the house. Sons and daughters build the house. Servants maintain or serve in the house. Sons build the house. Daughters build the house. Sons maintain and serve in the house. Now, all these, these four men that are with me and my wife today, they're all leaders in the church. We've got many leaders. We've got 120 leaders in the church. There's a lot of leaders. And I want them to have this attitude. That, they know, that they, they're partners, they sons and daughters. And I expect them to serve, and all of them serve in the life of our church. I mean, Scotty and Nkosinati lead home groups. Lee and, and John work in, in security and AV and all that kind of stuff. But I want their attitude to be this, that they're not, they're not serving as servants here. They're serving as this is part of their inheritance. They want to be here. If they don't want to be here, I will replace them. I'll say, listen, if you're, not, if you're not happy serving here and it's a grudge and you don't like it, then I'll put somebody else in your position because it's a privilege to serve in our church. It's, this is the church of God. It's not because I'm the leader. 
but because this is God's people. So they, you, they, I expect them to serve with a happy heart and with a willing heart and with a smile on their face because this is God's, this is God's house and they are sons and daughters in the house. They're not just there to serve only, but they're sons and daughters who serve. We're all meant to serve. I don't want to be conf- make it confusing because the Bible calls us, we're all servants in God's house, aren't we? Doesn't the Bible say the greatest of all is a servant of all? But our attitude and our mindset and our identity is that of children of God who serve in His house. There's a very big difference. So, so I, my surname is Sivrat. I know it sounds very strange, but it's Sivrat. That's my surname. This is Mr. Mtetwa. He has a, two daughters. I've got children. For me to serve my family, the Sivrat family, I've got four, cho- uh, four children and seven grandchildren. To serve my family is not a job. This is my family. This is my inheritance. I'm building for the next generation. Everything I do is for these children and grandchildren. I want to set them up. And it's the same in the, ch- in the house of God. If you are here, this, if this was, was my leadership team, if I was the pastor of this church and I had the, the opportunity to talk to you, I'd be, I'd be saying that's the attitude I want you to have towards this church, for uh, Cosmos, Cosmos City Church. You sons and daughters here. This is your inheritance. When people get saved, we rejoice together because we work together to, to honor God firstly and to see people get saved. It's a privilege for you now to be in part of the church. It's a privilege for you now to serve in the church. It's a huge privilege for me to to, to pastor Four Ways Community Church. I mean, I, people come to the church and they say, Eish, you don't even look like a pastor. And you know, when I do funerals and, I do funerals and, and, uh, and weddings and I come, I look like a pansula then with a suit and tie, I look, Mwah! and people see me and they say, hey, now you look like a real mfundis. <laughs> what does a real mfundis look like? Do you know? I don't know what it looks like, but, but we are real mfundis, aren't we? Yeah. The point I'm trying to make, it's a privilege for us to serve the church, but probably you wouldn't choose me, but God chose me. And the fact that He chose me, we're going to lead His church with open hands and full hearts. You see, sons initiate. Servants only do what they're told. A servant in the house only does what they're told to do. A son, an heir, a daughter in the house they initiate. So if you, this is the expectation I have of these people, once again, if I could use them as an example. If, if, there's, if there's mess in the hall, I don't want them to wait for me to say, hey, Lee, can you see, well, while I'm preaching, hey, Lee, there's some mess under the, in the aisle there, can you clean it up? That's a wrong mentality. I want him, to, before I even see it, I want him to pick it up. And he doesn't pick it up and, and say, Bogamina, Bogamina. Can you see what I've done? That's sometimes what we do. <laughs> we do that. We want people to see. You see, I picked up the mess. Muruti, you see. No, you must do it without anyone seeing because the chief shepherd sees and he will honor him. That's the attitude. It's the attitude of a, of a son or daughter in the house, not a servant. I hope this is not offensive in any way. Am I making it clear? Because the reality is, um, some of us could be servants or domestics in a house. 
There's nothing wrong with that, but there's a difference. I mean, my, my, uh, the, the, the lady that helps in our house, she's here this, this afternoon with us. There she is there. She, she works in my house. She cleans. She washes my clothes. You know, when my, when my, <laughs> when my shirt is dirty, when I, when my shirt, I put it in the washing basket. Today. Tomorrow I look at my cupboard. It's there. It's clean and it's ironed. I say, how did that happen? She's clever. She's a, she can do magic. She's clever. So, so now she, she does all the cleaning, all the washing, all the cooking in the house. But she's a daughter in the house. Now, I don't know if I'm using the, making a good example out of this, but, but her, attitude, she does, her attitude is not that of, of a servant. Her attitude is a, as a daughter who serves in the house. We all serve in the house, but our attitude and our heart is different. It's a different mentality. Sons and daughters initiate. They see a problem. They don't wait for the leader or the elder or the women's group leader to say, hey, can you help here? Can you do this? They, they're already doing it. They see it. They, they initiate. So, John, do you also... So, so, so Nati and John work on our security team. So, at the gates, we just have to make sure who's coming and going because there's all sorts of skabangas. There because we're there by Hooters. You know where Hooters is? You know Hooters where they puza and hey, they, they skipping us there. And sometimes they dug here and they want to come into the church and we have to say, hey, you can't come in here if you dug here. You can come here tomorrow. You can come here next week, but not skat when a puzile. Uh-uh. Sorry, I'm just speaking Zulu because I think I, I think I can speak Zulu, but I can't. He's a, he's a real Zulu there, and he must probably say, Mlungu, just speak English rather. But hey, I'm having fun, and I'm trying at least, eh? I'm trying at least, exactly. One day I'm going to have pure Zulu. Hey! <laughs> you know, you know, I got into trouble, because I'm from KZN. I'm a Zulu Mklope. I'm a white Zulu. And I came to Joburg. Now, my only, the only uh, African black African people that I knew were Zulus. And I came to Joburg and I said, the Zulus are my favorite. And everyone said, Hi. we don't all like the Zulus. There was a Malope there. Remember Tato Malope? He says, we don't like the Zulus. I said, hey, are you a child of God? You better love your brother. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's them longer telling a black guy to love another black guy. Don't you love the kingdom of God? Isn't it amazing? But he did teach me that, the, you know, yeah, there's, there's more than just Zulus. <laughs> so now I've become to, le- to love everybody. Okay, so there's a difference between sons and daughters and servants. Number two, second point. Sons, hold, sons and daughters hold the father's heart and success of the father's work as their own. So, so it says this the Gospel of Luke chapter 16, verse 12. If you have been faithful in what is another man's, who will, if you are not faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? So if I could use Scotty again. Scotty is a home group leader. He's a leader in the church. He hosts meetings and he preaches as well. And uh, I'm not here to blow smoke up anyone's nose. 
That means to puff anyone up. And I certainly won't do that with him, but he's, I want to honor him. He's an honorable man. He serves me. He protects me. He doesn't draw to himself to say, everybody, boogamina, boogamina, look how good I am. He actually, he makes me look good. And I'm not asking you to do that, but that's what we do. We honor. We honor Tabiso as the leader here. We, 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 the success of this ministry and this church is our concern. We want to, we want to blow wind into sails. We want to, for him and Didi, we want to pray for them and pray for the leaders because their success is our success. Isn't it called Ubuntu? Similar. It's, we're all together. We need one another. We, we're in this together. But a hired hand just wants money. You know, there's a shepherd who shepherds the sheep, and then there's a hired hand who just wants money. As soon as the wolf comes, what does the shepherd do? The shepherd chases the wolf away. What does the hired man do? He runs away. So I haven't always been the lead elder in a church. I remember in Mpangeni. You know Mpangeni? Isikaweni? That's where I spent 10 years of my life. And uh, there was another, I was in a church, I was a, a, a co-elder with another man, and he was the leader. And I didn't agree with everything he does. I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you don't agree with everything I do, it's pretty close. Um, this is a test, you, do you agree with everything? <laughs> do you agree with everything I do? If he says no, he's in trouble. He's fired. Koshile. <laughs> is, is that a word? Is that fired? So, um, I didn't agree with everything. My style is that, you know, if Scotty leads the church at four ways, if he becomes the leader, he's going to do things differently to me. Because he's different. Different gifting, different style, different personality. It's different. But when, while I'm leading, I'm a leader in this way. If he leads it or not, he leads it, they can lead it in a different way. But whoever's leading it, a son and daughter in the house will honor and celebrate the success of the leader. And so as much as we don't put Tabisu, we don't lift him up and put him on a pedestal and worship him, we honor him and love him and appreciate him. Amen? We do. You love him and appreciate him. He's a, he's a wonderful man and a great pastor. In this greater area, I'm the best and he's number two. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But that's the principle. We hold the Father's heart and the success of the Father's work as our own. There's a godly principle that God will test. The way that we are faithful to another is how God will trust us and give us our own ministry and our own uh, sphere of influence. The way we respect and treat. And you know where it counts. You know where it counts. You know where it's most important. When these men... Or at home with their wife, how do they talk about me? <laughs> do they talk badly about me? What, what about me and when I'm with my wife at home? How do I talk about them? That's where it's important, where they can't hear. We need to honor one another. Amen? We honor and we speak well of one another. The difference between sons and daughters and servants or hired hands. A son and daughter always is family orientated. A hired hand or a servant is always issue and ministry 
orientated. Let me explain. We're always family orientated. People that aren't sons and daughters are ministry orientated. Now you'll, you'll find this very strange in my culture. Is my, in my culture, I've had times where we've, we've, we've planted a church and people in my culture are arguing about what color chairs or carpets we should have. I'm sure that doesn't happen in your culture. Seriously, I don't think so. I, uh, that would be crazy. So we, we've had, in the past, we've had arguments about what color we should have the carpets. Can you believe that? That is so crazy. That's, that's ministry oriented rather than family oriented. A son and daughter says, what's best for the family? I might prefer red carpets, but they're going to put... They're going to put blue carpets. My favorite is red carpets. A son and daughter now to say, what is best for the family? I know I'm using quite a trivial, weak example. Well, what about meeting times? What, what meeting times do you prefer? What is best for the family? What kind of music style do we have? You know, we love, we love listening to you sing. Because it's very different to the way we do it. Because we are different. One of my favorite places to go is Ethiopia. Any, have any of you been to Ethiopia? I've been there many, many times. They, they speak a language called Amharic. They sing like angels. Now, I don't understand it, but I just stand this and I sing in tongues. And I feel the presence of God all over me. We must enjoy. So if you ever come to our church, maybe the culture of singing is not your style, but enjoy it because it's somebody else's style. And so what's best for the family? So, so we, we've not only got, have got multi-cultural multi church, we've also got a multinational church. So we've got people from Zambia, from Uganda, from Botswana, from Zimbabwe, from all over. From England, from America, from Australia. So we've chosen in our church to speak English. Okay? Because that's the language that's understood by most. What's good? So now... We had this lady. She wanted us to sing Zulu songs. Okay, so I said, now ma'am, if we sing Zulu, we're going to have to speak Afrikaans now. And then Pedi, then Tswana, then uh, what is uh, uh, President Ramaphosa? Where's he from again? Uh, uh, Shangan, what? What? Venda, that's right. Now, so, so, and then another, a few months later, we had this Afrikaans lady. She said, can we sing Afrikaans songs? So I said, no, if, then we're going to have to sing Kosa, we have to sing Danish, she's from Danish, yeah, Italian. How many? We've chosen, well, I want to sing Afrikaans. Well then go to an Afrikaans church and you can sing there. Exactly. We, what's best for our family? English, for now. Because... Because we've got lots of African people outside of South Africa that don't know any South African language. And you can say, well, they must learn. Well, you learn their language too then. So what's best for the family? That's our attitude. What's best for the family? That's the attitude we should have. And it might not be your preference. It might not be my preference. But that's how our son and daughter's the attitude is what's best. Now you... Uh, I was going to say... I was going to say something. So this is the attitude. Listen to this. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's, uh, it's found in 1 Kings chapter 3. And uh, there was two prostitutes. 
Na Yeah. There were two prostitutes. They came to this king. And uh, the one lady said to the, to the king, My lord, this woman, so there were two of them, this woman and I live in the same house. I had a baby while she was there with me. And the third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. So they both got babies now. We were alone. There was no one in the house but just the two of us. And during the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. And so she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I was asleep. She put my son on her breast and she took her dead son and put him next to my breast. The next morning when I got up to feed my son, he was dead. But when I looked at it and, and I said, no, this, this is not my son. The living one is my son and the dead one is hers, I said to her. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is your son and the living one is mine. So they argued before the king. And the king said, this one says my son is alive and your son is dead. While the one says, no, your son is dead and mine is alive. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. He then gave an order, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive, the real mom, the real mother, was filled with compassion for her son and said to the king, please, my Lord, give her the living child. Don't kill him. But the other woman said this, neither I nor you shall have him. Cut the son in two. Then the king gave this ruling, give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. She is the mother. See, that is an incredible picture of a, the heart of family. And that's the heart we should have when it comes to leadership and church, God's house. We're sons and daughters in the house. We're not hired hands. We're not paid to work. We work for free because we're sons and daughters in the house. Number four. Sons and daughters use the language of family. Servants and hired hands use individual terminology. Okay, let me explain that. You get around, this, we're talking about sons and daughters or servants in the house. They use different pronouns. See, a, a person that's a, a part of the inheritance, they'll say us, we, ours. But people with a servant mentality say, mine, my. It's all individual terminology. Now, can I, can, I, can, I share, can I share something that's very, very strange to me? I don't know if you've come across this, but I find this very, very strange and bizarre, and I think the world is going crazy. And you're welcome to put this on social media. You're welcome to send this maybe to America. Okay? Because you've got now a man. You know what's a, a man? A daughter. You know what a man is? Because in America they don't know what a man is. There's a man that uses the pronoun he, uh, she, her. So you must call her she, but, but you're a man. How can I call you her if you're a man? I find it strange. Now, so these are pronouns. I remember inviting 
somebody to, 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 was coming to my house and he said he was going to bring his, his friend. And I said, I said, what time is your friend coming? And so he said, no, they, they are coming at three o'clock. So I said, I thought you were just bringing one friend. He said, yeah, it's only one person. So what time is, is your friend coming? That they are coming at three. I said, I, th- I thought you were talking about one person. No, it's one person. But they identify as they. No, come on, please, friends. I can never go live in America because they're so stupid then. How can one person be they? Do, do, I, do I not understand English? Maybe, maybe I'm... Do I understand it properly? But if he comes and he says he's they, he's out the church immediately. But the pronouns I like to use are, this is ours. When we got married, we were working. I earned a salary, she earned a salary. It wasn't my money and her money, but it was our money. And I would encourage you, if you married her, have that attitude. She could earn more money than me. It doesn't matter who earns more. It's ours. And we put it together. We use it together. We budget it together because it's ours. So that's what sons and daughters do. They use family te- te- terminology, not individual. Mine, my, me. You see, you know where this is tested when something goes wrong? When something goes wrong, we moved into a new building there in four ways. And it was, it was it's up the stairs and it's next to Hooters and it's, it's maybe not the best place in town. And so people would say, we don't want to go. From the last building, they don't want to come here because Tony decided to go there. And then there's, there's these people puzzling here and bimmering there and doing other stuff there. We don't want to be in this. We want to be in a nice church. But Tony decided, instead of saying, we decided, we are going together. And so whenever something goes wrong, you'll see the people with the wrong attitude, they'll, they'll point out, no, he made the decision. But don't we do it? When it comes to my family, we don't point fingers. If we make a decision, Susanna and I make a decision for our children and our family, we do it together. Us. Amen. Okay, I'm not going to do two sessions or a very, very long session, Tabisa. Eh? You know the Amlungus can't go long, eh? You know that. You know that. Don't laugh. You know that. And now you, you're saying I must go for two, two long sessions. You know this. We can't do that, man. We need some stamina. Okay, so this is number five. Number five. Sons and daughters honor leadership and cover the nakedness of the father. Servants or hired men or women or people trade in exposing nakedness. I'll explain what I mean. Sons honor leadership. When I say nakedness, I'm talking about, about um, mistakes. When I travel uh, outside of this country, all my weaknesses are exposed. I don't know, just, I'm, I'm on edge. It's tough. It's, uh, it's challenging. And so sometimes I make mistakes. Like uh, the one time I had a guy that traveled with me and I shouted at him. Because it was a very dangerous situation. And I shouted, said, stop it now. And I shouldn't have done that. But he didn't come back to the church and tell the whole church, do you know what Tony did? 
He covered me. He protected me. He didn't tell. And I went to him when we got back and I said, I'm sorry I treated you like that. But I'm sure Tabisa would never do that. But, uh, but, <laughs> but I did that. I've made those mistakes. And I'm sure with people that are close to me, like a, like a Scotty, I'm sure I've, I've done things that have offended him. I'm sure I've done things that have hurt him. And I, please, I, I pray that I didn't do it on purpose or intentionally or maliciously. But maybe it was just out of my flesh or was a mistake. But I've, I've never heard you tell anybody else. <laughs> maybe your wife, which is cool. <laughs> That's fine. But, but she would defend me, I know. You see, this is the picture. Do you remember? One of, another one of my favorite pictures is when uh, Noah. You know, Noah used to grow grapes and he, and, he, and he drank some wine. And he drank too much wine. And he was drunk. And he was lying in the tent and he was naked. He had no clothes on. And the one, he had three sons. And the one son called the other two sons and come and they said, look at this, look at this father of yours. He's drunk and he's naked. It's disgusting. Look at him. And these brothers, they came, the two brothers, and before they could look at their father, they turned around and they took a jacket and they walked like this and they covered their father. It's a wonderful picture, isn't it? They wouldn't, they don't want to expose him. I, I want the same from these people in my life. If I make a mistake, I want them to come and challenge me and help me and tell me where I was wrong. I don't want them to run around the whole church and tell them, this is what I did. That's not covering me. But they, they can't leave it. If I do something wrong, they mustn't leave it. They must come see me and they must, they must uh, ask me to explain myself. We don't hide sin. We don't hide misbehavior. We deal with it. But the way you do it is in a loving family way. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's look at um, number six. I've left, out, I've left out that one. I'm, this is going to be, my, I think, number five or six. You see, sons and daughters share their lives. We're talking about an attitude in the church. Sons and daughters share their lives with the leaders. A hired hand wants to change the vision. I remember when I first came to Johannesburg to plant Foy's Community Church with my wife and my children. I met this one couple. And they said, we've been praying for you to come. And we're so happy that you're here because we had half a vision and you've come with another half of the vision. To which we said, we didn't come with half a vision. I appreciate what you say, but we came with a whole vision. They wanted to change the direction. Whereas sons and daughters in the house will share their hearts. I mean, I've spent a lot of time sitting with Scotty over meals and coffees and they're talking about his future, his future in the church. Maybe we're due for another conversation. What does it look like? I remember he was a, a top uh, uh, actuarial scientist at uh, one of these big companies, and he, he wanted to leave that because he wanted to spend more time with his family. And he has, a, he, has a vision, he has a dream for ministry. One day, I think he has a dream to be full-time in the ministry. But he comes and he shares those dreams with me. He doesn't try and usurp me and take control and change the vision and the direction where our church is going. He's submitted. It's a wonderful picture. And I want to, as best as I can, set him up into the future. And, uh, and I'm, a, I'm a builder by trade, so I'm, I'm very slow. I'm probably too slow for him. But, uh, but, that's, but I'm yeah. <laughs> I like to go slow. But 
Because he's young and he's ambitious. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he shares his love with me. He even shared with me the one time where he was disappointed in a situation. And it was, he was very vulnerable. And uh, I used somebody else, and I, and I didn't use him at that particular time. And he said that his heart felt quite sad, and he wanted to share that with me, that he was upset that I used somebody else and not him. Now, now a bad leader, I'm not saying I'm a good leader, a bad leader could have struck him off and never used him again. I love the fact that he was open and transparent. Amen? Now I know how do I can work with, with people like that. But the guy that's a nyogo, it's like a slippery nyogo. You get them, you know they come in the church. Keeper. Not, I'm not talking literal. Okay. So we're talking the difference between sons and daughters in the house and hired hands. Sons bond, daughters bond new people to the family. Servants bond new people to themselves. I remember we had this couple in the church and they were prophetic in nature. They would, they would operate in the prophetic and then they were in the church for a while, and then some of their friends came to me and said, do you know what they are saying about you and Susanna? So I said, no, because they've never told us. They started to draw people, and they would say things like this. Uh, who, who else? Let's just say Tabiso and I are leaders, we preachers in this church. And Tabiso is the leader, and then I'm, an, I'm a new leader now, and he gives me an, uh, uh, he gives me an opportunity to preach. And then, and then I, I, I'm preaching, and then after, after preaching, and the next few weeks, I come to the other people, and I say, you know, Tabiso, he's a good preacher, but don't you think I'm better? People do that. And they start to draw people, and then people say, yeah, yeah Tabiso is not as good as you. And we like you, and then they flatter you, and you flatter them. And before you know it, you're drawing people to yourself. We, we, we don't operate like that. That's evil to operate like that. We honor the leader. Now, do you know this? I'm not the best preacher in our church. I'm not. I know, I know that. It's not a false sense of insecurity. I know I'm not. There's a man in our church from Uganda. He's an elder, Charles. You know Charles? This is what my wife says. When he preaches, it's like taking medicine, like honey. When he preaches, she said, "When you preach, it's like you're taking a big block of a nyama and you're <laughs> and you're taking a nyama and it's choking your throat." She says that. But guess what? If if they want, if they think Charles must preach more than me. You and Charles, go plant your own church. <laughs> I planted this church. <laughs> but but, I'm, but I'm, not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried that I'm not the best preacher. I don't have to be the best preacher. God called me to lead this church. And I'm not threatened. So I'd, I don't say, Charles, you can only preach once a year because you're too good. No, he preaches regularly. And he's brilliant. Some of you, any of you heard Charles preach? Besides Tabisha and Didi. Only the two of you. Who's better, Charles or me? Pass up, eh? Me, yeah. 
Charles is in Botswana today with, uh, do you know uh, Simon and Kay? <coughs> Excuse me, Khabarone. He's doing a marriage seminar. He's preaching there. They didn't invite me this time. They invited him. Hey, there's a problem. There's a problem here. I can see a pattern. <coughs> Let's, um, <coughs> should I, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going, to, I'm going to close it with one last one. That uh, This might sound silly, but I'll explain it. Like, sons and daughters come into the house with what I call puppy feet. Have you ever seen this, a small puppy dog? With big, you, know it's a big, it's going to be, you know it's going to be a big dog. It's got big feet. And you look at the feet and you think, no, that it's, it's out of proportion. If you, see, you know those, those dogs, the Great Dane or dog like that? It's like my son. My youngest son is six foot three. He's my son. People look at me and say, is he your son? But you, like this, and he's like that. I say, he's my son. I know he's my son. <laughs> so when he was young, he used to put my shoes on. And he had these, he was small, but he had big feet because he could fit in my shoes. You know what that tells, tells you? There's potential there. Big feet, he's going to grow tall. But servants or people that come into our churches fully grown. You can't teach them anything. They know everything. They're what we call bugaminas. Bugamina, bugamina, bugamina. Tulum Sindhuana. They come in. We had this guy that came into our church once. He says, you know, in the last church, I, I was a preacher. I can preach. I said, I don't care. I don't care what you can do. Do you want to get into the pulpit so you can show people how good you are? You want to draw people to yourself and then all say, wow, isn't he amazing? Or do you love these people? And you want to preach, you want to take your gift and preach and share and, and equip and bless them? Or is it all about bugamina? Just watch out for bugaminas. They trouble. They come. They're looking for stuff. They draw people to themselves. We're looking for people. What it means to have puppy feet? You're teachable. You can learn. So as I said here, and I mean that, as I said, I come here to teach, but also come to receive, to learn. I can learn from young people. I'm a mkulu now. I'm old now. Kogila mina. But uh, and I learn from young people. They can teach us, even with technology and all this stuff. We like, Madonna. So this is the heart. I'm sharing with you. Have you guys heard me share this before? I've, I've shared this a few times before. This is a message that I share to my own leaders. I would love my leaders to have this attitude that I'm sharing here. Then we can build together. We can honor one another. We can see God's kingdom advance. Amen. Thank you. I know it's Saturday afternoon. It's a little hot and you've done so well. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for having us. God bless you.